0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time, keeping you up to date with everything that's going on in the world of Arsenal and discussing it, of course, with you guys in the chat box live and those joining us. After, on catch-up and leaving their comments in the comment section as well. Without further ado, let's crack on with things saying good morning to people joining us. Uh, Matt G, Damian, Stevie, good morning to you. To Quincy, Um, I'm still in pain over the Man United loss, he says. Uh, looking forward to our next fixtures, though. Uh, Sam Lowe, good morning to you. Simon, PJ, Guna, David. Good morning, Marcus and Afsar and Kaiser. Thank you so much. Uh, and everybody else joining us as well. No, I can't say good morning to everybody, but uh, I try my absolute best. Um, let's uh, crack on with today's stories after I've, of course, let you know to make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Um, the first one of these new shows went mad. Um Don't know why, Uh, you know, it was really weird. The transfer window ended and then more of you watched the first news show of the, which is strange, but I appreciate it. And massive thanks to everyone that continues to make this 8am show a part of their morning routines. Uh, It means a lot. You know, it's, it's quite, you know, there's a lot of motivation. There's a lot of stuff to go on during the transfer window and deadline day and stuff like that, which makes making the morning shows quite easy during the season, of course, where there isn't the transfer window open. I have to put that extra bit of hard work and, and you know, digging and diving into Arsenal news to keep you guys up to date when there's not obvious transfer news to talk about. So uh, I appreciate it when you do tune into these non-transfer news shows, but still got stuff regarding transfers to chat about. Uh, this week's prize is new. Uh, we've got a new prize live, which is a signed and custom-framed Gabriel shirts. Uh, the whole frame kind of lights up, which is pretty cool. Uh, and there's nine instant win prizes in this one as well. You can win two hospitality tickets to Arsenal against Buda Glimpse uh, in the Europa League, any of the 2022-23 20, Arsenal home away or third shirts, a Patrick Vieira signed and custom-framed large montage, a Tony Adams signed and custom-framed large montage, and plenty of football prizes, credit prizes as well. So, try saying that prizes, prizes, prizes. So go to the link in the description. Uh, get your tickets. They're already selling out very quickly. 165 of 249 tickets have already been sold. So you are running out of time to get involved in this one. And it's only been live uh, for a couple of days. I think oh, not even that. I think less than a day. And it runs out on Monday, the 12th of September. Good luck with that. Uh, moving forwards, we'll be doing a preview show this evening at 6pm, looking ahead to the FC Zurich game on Thursday. We've got a couple of things to talk about regarding that fixture, including the Europa League squad. Um, Arsenal have their, their normal squads and they have a B-list as well. The B-list is made up of players that obviously don't have to be registered kind of in the group, but will also be there. So goalkeepers Ramsdale, Turner and Hilsen. I'm going to tell you that Carl Heine is part of that B-list. That's why... Hine is not on that goalkeeper, that first three goalkeeper list. Defenders, uh, Ben White, Gabriel, Saliba, Holding, Cedric, Tomiassu, Zinchenko, Tierney. Midfielders, apart Odegaard, Neni Vieira, Lokonga, Xhaka and Matt Smith. And the forwards are Jesus, Smith-Rowe, Martinelli and Ketia, Nelson and Marquinhos. And of course, Saka is included on that B list. What I can tell you in terms of players that weren't included in the squad because of issues regarding how long they've been at the club rule waters lino Souza, and george lewis uh, haven't been included Uh, however they could be included after i think the group stages so they could be involved in the squads later on in the season but they won't be involved in the main part Uh, plenty of other players could still be involved in the b list that we're not absolutely 100% aware of such as um i think uh, ibrahim uh koja taylor hart Catalan kurjan uh Kayon Edwards uh Henry Francis trying to think off the top of my head others Sago Jr. Sweet um yeah there's a few others or Zach or I think as well but there's quite a few others off the top of my head that I've probably missed but uh, lots of the youth players can be involved but Raw Waters, Lionel Sosa, George Lewis cannot be so that should keep you up to date with what the squad is going to be hopefully it's going to be a great opportunity to see the likes of Vieira and Marquinhos get more regular minutes Uh, With Thursday, a great opportunity to do that. Now, Gabriel Jesus has spoken out regarding his frustrations after the defeat against Man United. He said, we are doing so well this season, but there are still things to improve for everyone. We are not happy. We played so much better than Man United, but that's football. If you don't go there and kill, you are going to have a big Problem that's what happened, and he recognizes, I think, what we all recognize, which is that we ultimately didn't take our chances during the game, and that was one of the big reasons why we weren't able to come away with the big points. We need to make sure when we go to these games that we take the responsibility and finish our dinner and we didn't do that a number of players missed some massive chances you think about William Saliba in the first half great chance in the box Martin odegaard in the second half another great chance Martinelli had a good headed opportunity in the first half that we didn't take Makaya Saka I think missed a chance when he shot with his right foot across the goal after Malassia then cleared him out arguably a penalty um, and of course, we did have taking the chance slightly later on with that with Bakaya Saka smashing in after that fantastic pass through from Erdegaard, found Jesus or didn't find him, but was blocked trying to find Jesus and failed to Saka. But we had the chances to win the game. Um, I think people are looking overlooking the Saliba chance quite a bit. That was a great opportunity. So to not even get that on target was a was a shame. But yeah, we had the chances. We didn't take them. We need to be better, as Jesus says. Um Nuno Tavares has also been speaking about his uh, feelings and frustrations about kind of going to to Marseille. He says, I came to Marseille to finally be able to play in my position. I wanted to have an option to buy, but Arsenal refused with my agents. We always wanted this uh, purchase option, but Arsenal didn't very interesting um he also adds by saying at Arsenal I do not know if it was a problem of competition with Tierney, but for me that's not even the point now I'm at Marseille and with or without an option I'm happy at Arsenal I would have probably only played in the cup I came to Marseille to play in my position in the Champions League in the league in the cup Marseille gave this opportunity um I don't know what it is about players moving to France that just inspires them to just come out and just bash their treatment at Arsenal. I think that Tavares got plenty of opportunities. I think he was given opportunities even when Tini came back to fitness, especially in the first half of the season. I think that in the second half of the season, when Tini was obviously injured, he was thrown into the games and he was playing. He made mistakes against Crystal Palace and was rightly substituted after those mistakes against Crystal Palace and rightly substituted in his mistakes against Nottingham Forest. He was awful in those two games, but he had some really top displays. And I think he was very much... He became better because of his experiences and his coaching at Arsenal and is benefiting from that at Marseille. I don't think he's necessarily an out and out left back. I think he's much more of a wing back, and playing that position at Marseille is allowing him to flourish. Look, is it Gendouzi in his ear, as people are suggesting in the chat box? Who knows? We know that Genduzzi's not a big fan of Arsenal right now, and maybe sending players to Marseille in the future that we want to have a future for is not the best idea at the moment, but. Tavares, if he comes back, I think hopefully he'll be worth a significant amount of money. All I don't want to happen is for him to set his sights on Marseille only, like we find with lots of teams and players do now, is they set the sights on just one club, and that means that Arsenal struggle to get a good fee for the player. We know that we managed to hold off Marseille for now in terms of of William Saliba. If someone comes in for Nuno Tavares in the summer, we need to be open to having that discussion about how much we can sell him for. But it's strange that everyone who seems to move to to Marseille just wants to speak out about how sad their life was at Arsenal. He got plenty of games. He made mistakes. He could have been better. Emile Smith-Rowe was, unfortunately, it seems, injured in the warm-down against Man United. Uh, We will know more and clarity about this situation on Wednesday. Um, I might be at the training ground tomorrow to watch the open training session. So potentially we should find out whether or not Smith Rowe will be involved or not. Uh, Mikel Arteta is then set to do his press conference in the evening. My colleague Kaya Karnak will be in Zurich for that press conference. And we should find out more about whether or not Smith Rowe has suffered a serious injury or not. But it was very frustrating to see, of course, the images of him taken off during that warm down after supposedly feeling something. David Ornstein was the first to reveal that information. So hopefully we find out more about this tomorrow. But it is incredibly frustrating that this keeps on happening to a player of his quality. We need depth in the squad. We need players off the bench that are going to show quality. We need to have rotation in the Europa League. And Smith Rowe was one of the players that gave us the opportunity It's frustrating that that has changed. We'll see. Now, according to National, Arsenal actually made a €30 million bid for Ferran Torres in the final days of the transfer window. It was a bid that Barcelona were said to be willing to accept. However, uh, circumstances meant that neither the player under Xavi's tutelage wanted to... I mean, Xavi in particular did not want the move to happen at all. Wasn't interested in seeing Ferran Torres leave the club. Uh, Barcelona, of course, have added plenty of players like Rafinha and Lewandowski. Um, They've moved on Bamiang, yes, but still they're in a situation they've managed to keep players like Memphis Depay, I believe. Um, So how many minutes Ferran Torres will end up getting after they've added all of those players remains to be seen. But Arsenal are said to have made a €30 million bid for Ferran Torres. Is it all that surprising? No, he's a wide forward that can play as a striker, can play as a wide player, and of course has played for Manchester City, which Arsenal have their track record now of trying to sign players with that history, like Zinchenko, like Gabriel Jesus. So it is unsurprising that Arsenal maybe went in for him. How true it is, is obviously going to be up for discussion. But €30 million for a player of his quality, I think would have been an absolute bargain. And I can appreciate if that is indeed true, that Arsenal tried to move for a very decent player before the window closed. And that completes all of today's stories, which means we're going to move to part two and tackle some of your questions. So without further ado, we're going to do that after this quick break. This week's prize, as I mentioned at the start of the show, is a signed, custom-framed Gabriel Jesus-signed shirt. Link in the description. There's as many as nine instant-win prizes, including the potential to win tickets to Arsenal against a glimpse in the Europa League home fixture. Make sure you check travel details before getting involved and potentially winning that prize. Um, let's skip into your questions then. Uh do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here. We do these shows every morning at 8 a.m. summing up as much of the Arsenal news as we feasibly can. Um, let's go to Freddie, who says, how was the live event, Tom? And did anyone from the chat go apart from Linny? Uh, Lin was obviously there. But yes, there was loads of people. We had people like uh, Carl. We had people like um, Nav turned up. You know, so We had people like uh, Dan, who was on the preview show the other day. Alpha came along. There was loads of people. Apologies. I can't remember everybody's name off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, we had a fair few people come from the chat box. It was great to see so many people there. Um We did a good Q&A session towards the end. We raised a lot of money. Uh, people won shirts. One of the viewers of the channel uh, actually won from me the Arsenal third shirt, which I'm going to be. I have already ordered and sent off to the lucky winner. Um So, yeah, there's lots to Lots to be excited about. Me and Harry Simu were talking after the show about potentially doing a live Canton and Simu show one day. We think if that was something that people would like to do and, and come along to, that we would be up to doing a live version of the Canton and Simu show. It could be something to think about for the future. Nothing in regards to plans as of yet. But if there was enough interest and people suggesting we should do that and that they would come along, maybe that's something that we would look to do in the future. But these are great events. They're kind of really good social things. Fans get to meet fans, listeners get to meet listeners, you know. And I think that spawning new friendships is always great at these events. And and that certainly happened last Friday. Uh, Diane says, How is, uh, or Diane says, How far is Partey's recovery? Along the same kind of lines, we haven't got an update yet. I imagine that we'll hear from Arteta about this on Wednesday. There was a rumour that he might even be involved after the Zurich game. I don't think that's the case. I think he will miss Everton. I think he potentially will miss PSV and maybe even Brentford after that. Um, There might potentially be problems in that area. So, yeah, no. Um, Let's go, Max says, Tom, I'm still hurting about our defeat about Man United. What about you? Of course, but I think we need to move on. You know, we're always going to drop points at some stage. It was always going to be about how Arsenal reacted to losing. So when we go into this game against Zurich, when we go into that game against Everton, we're going to have to wait and see how we respond, how we get back into the thrill and flow of Premier League and Europa League football. If we do what we did last time, we lost to Manchester United, which I think was to then lose to Everton, ironically, who we then play this week, you know, it kind of was a big dent towards the mid part of the season so we need to make sure we respond as quickly as possible and get back onto winning ways uh reese tom do you have a season ticket no i've been on the waiting list for a long 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 time uh i'm very fortunate enough still to go to games and uh i I doubt i'll ever get a season ticket because the 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 waiting list is so ridiculously long that even in someone's lifetime it's unlikely they'll get hold of a ticket um people who get season tickets are very fortunate indeed often had them kind of passed down or were very opportunistic when the Emirates first opened. Um, they are a prized possession. So if you get one, don't abuse it. And if you can't go to games, put your ticket up on the ticket exchange and let someone else go in your place or give it to a friend just so we make sure that it fills stadium. Uh, Amira says, did the lack of Europa League last season slow down the development of Sambi, etc. Or should that not be a reason since we bought them knowing we weren't in Europe? Should we have gotten someone more ready? Sambi was, a, Sambi was a great talent and when we identified him. There was actually quite a lot of excitement about the idea of signing Sambi Conga. I remember doing the transfer shows last season and doing the tactical breakdowns and people were desperate to see him eventually sign and were hoping that he would turn up at the club because there was interest from Napoli, there was interest from other Italian and Premier League clubs and German League as well uh, and French League clubs also. A lot of interest in him. Arsenal won the race. He joined at 21. He came through. He played more games than people expected him to because, obviously, we had injuries to Partey and we had suspensions and injuries to Xhaka as well. Um, And uh, Elneny wasn't being used at the start of the season in the same way. But he was used a lot. I think he was our best midfielder up until the point he was dropped against Man United in the first half of the season and then couldn't really get back into the team. And without Europa League football, he wasn't given the opportunity for regular games. He should start tomorrow. Sorry, on when on Thursday he should start on uh, Sunday against Everton. We need to give him the opportunity for a consistent run of games, and by doing that, you give him the opportunity to shine. I'm not surprised that in his second start in a row against a team like Man United, there were problems, but he had a great game against Aston Villa, and I think that quickly got kind of pushed under the carpet, even though it was a very good performance from him. So, is he re- should we have got someone more ready? That's always going to be a question where maybe a signing doesn't hit the ground running as quickly as they potentially should. For me, this summer, if there was a player out there that we could have gone for that was as good as kind of Partey, who I think we should be looking to try and match in terms of someone so we don't drop off in quality, then we should have done it. I'm not sure if that player or not was out there. Um, let's go to Henke Ho, who says, Morning, Tom. Do you think Partey will get some late minutes against Zurich? No, it's way too soon. I'd be shocked if he's involved in the squad. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, do you think Partey will play in the Zurich game? No, I think, as I said there, I think it would be surprising if that happens. Um, Dan says, Alan Shearer named three United players in his team of the week. Please explain, what game was he watching? <laughs> what three players was it? I didn't even see. I imagine he'd probably put Lissandro Martinez, um... Rashford, obviously. And who else would he have put in? You'll have to tell me if I'm right. Maybe Anthony, because he scored. But um, I, I can only think maybe it was those three. Uh, Matt G says, now you've had the time to process the United game. What would you say was your main positive? One positive for me was Vieira's cameo, who looked really good. What was my main positive? Besides the, the, the away fans who were unbelievably good, as they always are, and it's always a great thing to see. My positive... Hmm. My positive actually was the way we approached the game. And I know that that might be naive towards the second half, especially when we made the subs, but I don't want to go to Man United and just be dominated and have no possession and not create chances. We did enough in that game to win it. All we lacked was the clinical finishing. That's how we should be going to these big away games, these big six away sides and playing in my view. We need to go there and play like we did. If we take our chances, I think we win probably comfortably. Uh, And we just didn't. Like Saliba should score. Odegaard should score. Saka should score. We should have at least have had three more goals than we did in this game. But we didn't. We didn't take our chances. I think the positive for me was, in in a kind of ironic backwards way, the fact that we played the way we did. I want to see us start doing that at these big teams. I don't want to go to Spurs and play like we did when we went there last time, where we were kind of just, you know, not really in it. I don't want to go to Manchester City and just have no possession at all and just get eventually worn away and worn down until we lose a goal and then the floodgates open. Same for Liverpool. I want to create these big chances at these bigger away sides. And if we're more clinical, we'll get some big results. And that's the only way that we're going to get back to where we want to be is if we play like that. You know, teams like Brighton, teams like Brentford, teams like, I don't know, further down the table, go to these big away games. They sit in, they part the bus and they sometimes nick a win on the nick a point. But at the end of the day, look where they finish in the table. And the reason why they finished there is because they're not as good. And if you want to finish where the likes of Man City finish, you've got to go to these big teams and try and play your game and win by being controlled and clinical. And we just lacked the clinicalness in this one. Um, let's go to Son of A. It says, Tom, it's beginning to look like players go out on loan because they don't yet have the correct attitude as well as the quality to earn their place in the squad. Tavares seems a little silky and timid. Um, has he got the right attitude? Who knows? I mean, I I liked what I saw in regards to the promise of him at Arsenal. I didn't like what I saw in regards to some of the errors that was in his game. That's what hopefully can be stamped out whilst he's at Marseille. But hearing some of the things that he said... That's frustrating. Very frustrating. Uh, Manu says, not a question. Just wanted to thank this community for helping me through a difficult summer for me. Manu, I'm glad that the TGT community has been there for you. And, you know, everyone who joins us in the mornings knows, especially in the Discord server, what an amazing family this has become. Uh, Ronald says, who is that transformative DM? Is it Danilo, Sangara, or someone else who turns into one this year? It could be someone who turns into one this year that's kind of been on the radar. Maybe it already is one of those two. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. For me, Danilo would be a really good Elneny replacement if we can get him in January. Even better. Elneny's going to move on at the end of the season. We need two central midfielders, one to replace Elneny, one to compete and one day replace Partey, if not already. That's, in my view, what needs to be the focus for Arsenal next summer is two central midfield players, one of which is going to do that number six role like Rodri or Fabinho which I'm probably going to do a piece on today, to be fair. And then the other one is the Danilo-type player to replace El Neni. That's what we need. That's where we need to go from here. I don't think that player for the Fabinho-Rodri was really there, but it didn't mean that we couldn't go out and sign someone. And I love the suggestion from Mohammed in the phone-in show yesterday about why didn't we just bring in Zakaria on loan for a season. I don't really think there's a strong argument as to why we didn't do that. I certainly can't really come up with a good argument as to why we didn't. Yes, he's got injury problems, but they're not our injury problems if we have him on loan. He goes back at the end of the season. If he gets injured, he gets injured. It's better than not having anyone senior to cover. So, yeah. Uh, Jack says, do you think that Kamara from Villa could be a long-term replacement for Partey? I like him a lot. It's not a bad suggestion. However, I think Villa will ask for a silly transfer fee and don't tend to be too keen on selling to us. Uh, Freddie says, Tom, who do you think we will play in midfield for Zurich? Really lacking the numbers. Good question. Make sure you tune into our show this evening at 6pm for our preview show and you can see exactly who I think we should play and of course who my guests will play as well. Uh, Reese says, Tom, I really do think the Europa League will be good for Marquinhos, for me too. I think he should start this game against Zurich. We should definitely be giving him an opportunity and giving Saka a well-needed rest. Um, Muggsy says, do you think it's a problem that we don't get many draws? It was last season. We, we lost too many games last season. That's just the, the honest truth. We did lose too many games. We need to turn some of those losses into draws and turn some of our draws into wins. And it's as simple as that. I know that sounds really simple and probably on paper. In reality, it's a lot harder to do. But we do need to turn some of the losses that we get into draws. And if we do that, we will naturally get more points come the end of the season. Uh, Sam says, Tom, do you really think now we should be selling Partey and getting someone more consistent? Not necessarily selling. I don't see a benefit. I don't know who's going to buy him. I don't know how much you're going to get for him. If anyone was to say come in. If Juventus came in and said he's 40 million quid for Partey, and you guaranteed me we were going to get a very, very good central midfielder, as good if not better than Partey, then I would be very open to the idea. But it has to be the right player. I'm not just selling Partey for the sake of it. I would sign someone to add to Partey. We don't have to do a one-in-one-out. We're not a nightclub, yeah? We need to make sure that we add quality, not just replace quality. That's important for any good team. Uh, Scrolling down the chat box a little bit more, uh, Avinash says, how far do you think we can realistically go in the Europa League? I think we can win it, mate. That should be an expectation, that we should try and win the Europa League. There are no teams in that competition that I particularly fear. Even Man United, who are in it, I don't particularly... Fear them. Um, I would be confident saying that we should be going into this competition trying to win it. Uh, Bellagio says, Tom, do you think our next signing in January should be someone with more experience? How do you think we should approach things? Experience is a bonus with a player, but Arsenal have turned things around in regards to their form, in regards to their position in the table, not because of experience, but because of good signings, rebalancing the squad of young players, hungry players have a real kind of desire to progress and win. So experience is a bonus, and we have experience in the squad with Xhaka and Elneny and Partey and Cedric, and arguably, not even arguably, definitely, Jesus and Zinchenko with their Premier League winning experience. Tierney, I think, is an experienced player by this point too, and a good captain. Erdegaard started playing at the age of 16. Got loads of experience. I started playing senior football at the age of 16. Loads of senior uh, experience in this squad. I think we need players that are quality. That's what we need. We need quality in this team. Um, and that's what we need to add in January. If that is Danilo, who's a 21-year-old, but a very good one at that, that's quality. That's what we need to see. Uh, Leonard says, do you think Arsenal need, uh, should target a new six and then develop Sambi in the eight position? Yeah, look, I think Sambi's future probably lies more as an eight. So if we do buy a six, he should be developed as kind of the Xhaka long-term replacement, maybe more so than Partey's long-term replacement. That said, I do think Partey is more of an eight than a six. I think he's very good as a six, but for me, he's more of an eight than a six. He's just very good at doing that job that we're asking him to do right now. Paul says, would you agree that we are good enough to mix it up? We can drop off and counter attack or go all out in games, but we need to know when to do both. We still haven't worked this out. Uh, Not really. And the reason why I don't think so is I just don't think we have the midfield to do that. I don't think we have the midfield to be able to dig in. I don't think we have um, what United have in terms of your McTominay's of this world. We just don't have that. Someone who can be just just sick. Casemiro as well is another example. You know, I don't think we have that type of player at the moment. And because of that, at this moment in time, no, I don't think we can go to places like City or Liverpool and just expect to camp in our own half and absorb pressure as long as possible. I think eventually it will tell. I think Saliba is good when he has space behind him. I think if you kind of get him to play this position where he's going to be sat back and camped on his own 16-yard box, I don't think he's going to be as effective as he has been. And I know he got spun a couple of times against United, and it cost us, but that is also down to lacking that defensive midfielder that we then took off in the second half. I think we were unlucky. I think there were great pieces of passing from both Fernandes and Ericsson that cut us open. That, that will happen. But we don't have... I don't think we have the personnel to be able to do the tactical shift and go and sit and just play, you know, part of the bus tactics. To be honest, I just don't think we have it anymore. Um, especially with Zinchenko playing as well. Uh, Owen says hi, Tom. Hope you're well, mate. Is it time to start Vieira against Zurich? It absolutely is. Yes, he will be in my team tonight for the preview show. Make sure you tune in, six PM UK time. Set your alarms. Join us for the preview. Uh, Roel uh, says, uh, not sure if you talked about this already, but what do you think about Nuno's comments? We did talk about it, so do go rewind. We have discussed it in short. I don't really care, but it's a bit disappointing. Uh, Tutor says, hi, Tommy. Is there any player in the youth team to play the number six role? Right now, not really. I mean, Charlie Patino needs to specialise more. He's more, for me, a box-to-box player, but he can play deep. Miguel Aziz is the other one that people look to, but for me, again, I don't think he's really a number six either. Um, so in 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 short, no. Tim Akinola, I don't think he's good enough. I don't think that's the player. I don't think we have a player yet that can play six for us. We're going to have to buy one. Uh, let's. I feel like I've neglected a lot of comments further down the chat. Uh, Ronald says, do you think Vieira might be replaced by Smith-Rowe as our super sub? Might replace Smith-Rowe as our super sub in the Premier League, maybe. I think he's going to get chances to start games soon. I think people are sleeping on this guy. I really do. I think he's a great talent. I think that we saw a little glimpse of what he can bring in that game against Man United. And I'm hoping to see him cut open Zurich's defense uh, on Thursday evening. Uh, Philip says, Is there any decent players out there on a Bosman? Not for me. You've got Zheka, uh, who's very similar in the name to Jaka, uh, who was at Lille. No. If you sign someone a Bosman, you're only getting them on a really a two plus year deal. Very few you're getting on a one year deal. And those that you will, I don't think, are of the level that we need. Uh, Matt Tomo says, Who will have the more attacking returns in the next few weeks? Martinelli or Saka? You would think Martinelli still. Uh, I know Saka's scored, and hopefully that opens the floodgates for him, but it wasn't the confident kind of win alongside it that would give him that push. So I will stick with Martinelli. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, do you think this January, because of the World Cup, players will be dearer and also players coming back injured? Yes, and that's why it's going to be very difficult to plan for the January window. We'll need to wait and see how players return and who returns for us and who doesn't, because I expect a player or two to come back tired, fatigued, and probably injured in some cases. So we will need to wait. Let's hope that Brazil get knocked out in the first round. Uh, I'm going to be hoping that Brazil get knocked out in the group stage. Absolutely. Uh Graham Yates says, in regards to FFP, how close are we to the UEFA stepping in, for example, if we do make further acquisitions in January? Edu did seem hesitant to meet Villa's demands for Luiz. I mean, am I really surprised? Villa are idiots for not accepting 25 million pounds arsenal would have been idiots to bid anything more than 25 million pounds even on deadline day this guy had a year left on his contract it's not about reluctancy to spend that's just mental to consider paying more than 25 million pounds for a player who is not starting quality for arsenal's best 11 and would only be a depth replacement for El Nenny he I'm sorry but 25 million plus would have been mad 25 million anyway is generous very generous and Villa in my view are mad to do it FFP I'm not even thinking about I just don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily something that we need to be too concerned about and it's something that unfortunately I think with respect Arsenal were used a bit in the headline of the piece to panic us Uh, I don't think it's something that we need to be concerned about right now personally um, Philby Mung says uh, what a useless player injured again when it's time to shine if the native country player like ESR gets injured it's a shame just retire from this team and request a replacement ASAP Wilshire, uh, that's a shame because I think Smith Rowe had a great season last season was absolutely excellent and uh, really turned kind of a corner uh, scored goals got assists big games scored goals Chelsea of course um, Spurs at home in the North London derby that's a real shame. Some players get injured. It happens. Some players get injured. Um, but we need to have depth of quality. That's how you cope with injuries when they happen. You're not we're not going to be binning Smith Rowe. Not yet. You know, there might be a time in the future where we look to sell if he's not getting into the team but not right now. Marcus says, what's your thoughts on Balogun smashing it in France? Yeah, it's great. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing a loan show um, a little bit later on this month. I've delayed the loan show a bit because, of course, I go off on my honeymoon. So one of the pieces of content whilst I'm away will be that loan uh, update on players. So I look forward to bring you that as soon as possible. Erin uh, says, Tom, remember when you laughed at people for suggesting Ben White's? Yeah, good. You're able to see a change of mind. Um... I think laughed is is harsh. I think I disagreed. Um, And this is the thing, Aaron, is people disagree about points of view. So let's not lie. Um, Feel free to send me a video of me laughing at people if you want. But uh, I certainly disagreed with people at the time. But I think needs must at this point in time. I saw a £50 million player signed who was a centre-back. And I wanted to see us invest in Wemwire as a centre-back. Now we have Saliba back and we have depth in that position. I'm a lot more malleable to see him move into other areas of the of the field if we need him to. He's adapted to right back really well. Having spoken to Sussex Live's Brighton reporter uh, Richie Mills, um, I'm very much uh, assured that midfield would be a much better place if we need him to play there. Then there you go. So I hope that answers your question. But yeah, chortled at most, says Dumanguna. Yes, cackled potentially, says Freddie. Yes, but certainly I was not laughing at people. I personally disagreed with people. But I didn't realise people were that upset. So, Erin, if uh, if you felt offended by me disagreeing with your point of view, I can only apologise. Uh, Franit Jacka says, Tom, wouldn't it make sense for Arsenal to poach teams who are struggling financially but are proven to produce quality like a Rafael Liao from Milan, Pedro Gonzalez from Sporting, or Sangara from PSV? Uh, are these teams struggling financially? I mean, they're all doing really well at the top of their leagues, respectively. Is AC Milan struggling financially? I mean, I'd love to see Rafa Liao join Arsenal. I know that Milan are trying to get him to sign a new deal. I know that Chelsea are very interested in him. Pedro Gonzalez, you know, no one ended up going for him in the summer, which I was quite surprised about. And Sangara signed a new contract to PSV. So he's going to be very expensive if we go for him anyway. So I think there are potentially pitfalls with the suggestions you've put in there. But if there is the potential to exploit a team for their quality and get them on the cheap absolutely we should go and try and do it um let's go to sam he says if we if we were to get top quality in then you think we could handle ffp for example we go and splash 100 million more on two world-class players and then get a transfer ban but we do very well in the league it depends you don't really want to get a transfer ban especially if you get like a spate of injuries it can be really kind of damaging to you you think about now if we weren't if we lost Jesus." And Dunkettia, and we were in the transfer window and we couldn't sign anyone. You don't want to bring that upon yourselves, so I think we need to be aware of it. But I just am not, I'm not worried about it right now. Um, let's go to only roll in the 60s. It says rumor had it that Milan wanted Martinelli. Yeah, I saw the rumor, I didn't really give it too much attention, to be fair. I don't think there's too much. They might want him, but Arsenal have absolutely no intention of selling him and they're looking to try and renew his contract. So I don't have any concern about that right now. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Been an absolute pleasure. As I said before, if you want to find out how uh, I and our guests this evening would line up against Zurich, uh, then do tune in for our preview show at 6 p.m. UK time tonight. I will also be live at 10 a.m. this morning over on the Arsenal way as we return to talk all things Arsenal, that little bit more. Thank you for listening. It's been a genuine pleasure. And I will see you very, very soon. Drop a like on the video, subscribe if you're new and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18+, plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.